I am Plata on the line in Vancouver, British Columbia at thecommentary.ca. Derek Chan joins me now. The award-winning playwright has written and directed a new exhibition that will be hosted in the courtyard of the Fire Hall Art Center, Yellow Objects. It is also its world premiere. The exhibition, though I might refer to it as a show as well, will feature objects, via voice recordings and projections that beginning Tuesday the 11th of May through to Saturday the 22nd, will reflect on the Hong Kong of the present as well as one 30 years hence. We see two eras inspired by the uh, ongoing pro-democracy movement there as well as the government of China's oppressive enforcement of the national security law. As democracy is seemingly being dismantled there, we see the two protagonists, Sandra Wong and Uncle Chan's journey, and what it's uh, like to be politically defiant against tyranny. I'll get Derek to tell us about Yellow Objects, its genesis, the message, and why we should pay attention to what's happening there. Visit riceandbeanstheater.com where one can get started by watching some film pieces that will preview the story, if you will. Over the uh, 12-day run, each showing will be limited to 10 patrons, and there will be mask wearing as well as social distancing. They intend to have a total of 50 showings at 40 minutes in, in length, so there'll be plenty of opportunity to see the show and attend it safely. Visit firehallartcenter.ca for tickets and information. There is a scale reflecting COVID compassion pricing, so uh, do visit the site for details. Derek Chan grew up in uh, colonial Hong Kong and studied in Norway. He currently lives here in Vancouver, where he received his BFA in theater performance from Simon Fraser University. He has been a co-artistic director of uh, Rice and Beans Theater since 2010. Please uh, welcome to the Plant Online program, Derek Chan. Mr. Chan, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So what, what was the genesis for Yellow Objects? Um, I, I guess we, you're referring to it as an exhibition. I'll, I'll, I, I might refer to it as, show, but, uh, as a show, but it's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Um, Yellow Objects began... As a, as a reaction, as a response to the 2019 pro-democracy movement uh, that began in Hong Kong uh, in protest of an anti-extradition bill that has since been axed. Uh, but also we uh, Hong Kongers um, have moved on to making more demands uh, towards uh, democracy uh-huh. and, and freedom of speech, uh, which, as you know, has since uh, continued to deteriorate. Yeah, yeah. So, so we hear about it in the news from time to time. Um, when we do um, see Hong Kong in the news like that, as as we have over the, the past couple of years, wh- what do you tell people who who might ask why we should pay attention? We should pay attention to what's going on in Hong Kong because first, there are so many of us here in Canada, and also uh, especially on the West Coast that have such a close connection to Hong Kong, um, whether it's uh, ourselves, uh, like me, who grew up in Hong Kong, or our family, or even our friends. So that, 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 for one, should be a reason why we care about what's going on in Hong Kong. And then secondly, there's, there's, there's also um, a growing international influence from China uh, mm. across the world and also within Canada, as we all know. Right. Um, so I think it's it's our duty to keep ourselves educated in what's going on around the world and um, what what our international neighbors are doing uh, outside and also perhaps inside our country to also uh, activists Canadian activists uh, locally and question whether our government is doing enough. 
Indeed, and that, that's one of the themes, isn't it, uh, um, with regards to yellow objects, um, is that the viewer um, has a responsibility. I mean, we, uh, we're not just there to attend or to, to, to learn or be entertained even. Um, we do have a responsibility as citizens. Yeah, Joseph, I think you're definitely right that as citizens, we have a responsibility to, well, first educate ourselves and then also to, to, to hold, um, ourselves and those around us accountable, uh, see what we can do to contribute, to change, to make the world a better place. And, and this, this show exhibition is kind of my way of connecting with the audience, the visitors, uh, on an emotional level through my art to spur everybody on to action, perhaps, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let, let's talk about uh, these two characters that we encounter in, in Yellow Objects, Sandra and Uncle Chan. What, what do we see in their journeys? What are, what are they concerned about? So Sandra was born and raised in Vancouver, actually, uh, mm. to, to, to Hong Kong parents. And uh, in Sandra's storyline, we learn that Sandra is being driven, I suppose, or commanded by her mother to bring Sandra's grandmother's ashes back to Hong Kong, mm-hmm. uh, where where she has never been to, uh, as somebody who was born and raised here in Canada, sure. uh, and and take those ashes to to somebody who can perform a very particular uh, Southern Chinese seance called ask rice to figure out what her grandmother's ghost wants, essentially, uh, uh, why she's haunting the family, why, why she's complaining in, in her mother's dreams. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then through that, Sandra goes through a journey of learning about what actually happened to Hong Kong, and she crossed paths with Uncle Chan at an abandoned school. Uh, so through Uncle Chan, Sandra learns about what happened to some of the protesters uh, back in 2019, 2020, mm. and then, and then we, uh, the audience, also finds out who exactly Sandra's grandmother is and why she's being haunted. So, so when we go to the uh, courtyard there at the fire hall, um, mm-hmm. what will we see exactly? Yes. So when when we visit the fire hall, uh, you see an exhibition, an array of objects, of mostly found objects that symbolize the the protesters, the people, the students that are that 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 are still unaccounted for, that that have been disappeared mm-hmm. um, after being arrested or hospitalized. Uh, and and the visitors will also hear recordings of of the characters, Sandra and Uncle Chan and, and Sandra's grandmother and, and a few other characters, uh, almost recounting their their memories, their stories, kind of like their spirits, their hopes and their memories are lingering in this in this space, this seance that we have created for for these characters. And then also together with um with projection and digital design elements uh, in and around the space as well, and we're we're installing basically speakers in many different locations. So mm-hmm. it is as if the these spirits, these these forgotten, disappeared characters, are 
still talking to each other and talking to us inside the room from different locations. It's just, it's just fascinating to think about how this will look and feel like um, um, uh, May 11th to the 22nd. Uh, was uh, this how you wanted to stage Yellow Objects from the beginning, say, or did, did COVID play a part in, in, in terms of our, our inability right now to gather indoors? Did, did that play a part in terms of how it's going to look? COVID did play a pretty big part in shaping how this this um, this installation exhibition looks in, in the sense that I did originally imagine Yellow Objects as a stage play, mm-hmm. as a playwright, as a theater maker. Um, but also I have been fascinated with installation performance or with or without uh, live performers in, in our case. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how that can also function in storytelling, and and I've always been interested in kind of having my hand in in making a show like that. So mm-hmm. I think I think COVID kind of um, gives me a good kick into into taking a leap into into exploring something that perhaps I have not had the courage to explore a form that. That I perhaps haven't spent as much time on as I would like. Yeah, yeah, and and um, it's fascinating to think that um, uh, you, as a playwright, as a theater maker, um, you're getting a glimpse into what the future might look like, right? Exactly, and and as theater makers, we have been talking and thinking and strategizing about about what the next iteration of theater is going to be, like since. Since uh, last March, you yeah, know, uh, 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 of course, with with health and safety as the number one priority, how can we still retain that kind of um, interactivity? Uh, retain that kind of uh, two-way communication that happens during a live performance, live storytelling, and 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 it's a fascinating, fascinating topic that that I think a lot of us uh, uh, audience included are are wondering about and and trying to seek out new ways of maintaining that that kind of quote unquote theater magic uh, in this in this new world that we're living in yeah yeah now I understand as well uh, Derek that uh, if one goes to uh, rice and beans uh, theater dot com um, before we go down to the fire hall on, uh, between May uh, 11th and 22nd, we, we can get started on on the website. There are thing, things there to, to, for us to see. Is that right? Yeah, that is correct. If you go to riceandbeanstheater.com slash yellowobjects, you'll be able to access uh, three pieces of short digital content uh, over over these couple of weeks. And they're, they're another little experiment that that I've, I've been learning to do um, over the last year. Uh, it's kind of inspired by by a couple of different video game genres, mm-hmm. and um, and and I've kind of transposed a couple of the scenes that didn't make the cut into the installation yeah. onto this digital platform. So the audience uh, can can just go onto the website uh, at their own home on their own computer and and play and click through um, a bit of a semi-interactive uh, visual novel. Yeah, it's a great way to preview the show, I guess, even, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a bit of an invitation from me directly to the audience and go, hey, this is a, this is a glimpse of what the story is like if you want to find out the rest. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, come down and check out the exhibition safely and and um, within within your bubble and uh, yeah. perhaps only only if you if you live in um, in Vancouver, uh, knowing the restrictions right now. Indeed, and and for people listening to us, um, uh, the show the installation is is on from the 11th to the 22nd. Um, there will be a limited capacity, obviously, and um, everything will be sterilized and cleaned between um, showings. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. So, so again, health and safety is really, really, really yeah. so important yeah. right now. We're so close to to to. You know, we're so close. We're so close. Like, yeah. like the last um, uh, announcement uh, earlier, earlier this week said. So, yeah, everything will be sterilized and cleaned, and all the visits will be timed. So, when you book a ticket, you're also booking a time as well. Right. And um, uh, that way, we can we can have a clear idea of who has been through the space and how many people. And there will be plenty of room in the exhibition for. People to 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 be distanced and and of of course masked as well. And then in between, we'll sterilize everything, every surface that has been touched, and and um, and all the necessary preparations. Now, does uh, yellow objects? Um, does it? Um, is there any part of the exhibition that that? Um I mean, I understand that there is there that some of it takes place thirty years from now. Um, is is there a, a view as to what'll happen in Hong Kong at that time? There is, there is. I've said, I've said a portion of yellow objects thirty years from now. At first, I was, I said it in thirty years from now, thinking that perhaps it's because uh, there are a few lingering fears of mine of what would happen to Hong Kong mm-hmm. when I first wrote the show when I started writing the show. And and by setting it in 30 years, it gave me a little bit more leeway into kind of realizing those fears of mine in the story itself. Um, and kind of funny story, not so funny really, that as I was going through each draft, um, there are a few there are a few things that I thought, oh yeah, it's not it, it's not going to happen anytime soon. Like mm. it might happen, it might not. And then. Um, a couple of a couple of things slowly came true, uh, mm-hmm. almost like ahead of schedule, um, in in a very strange and sad way. And of course, not to say not to say that oh, Derek can predict the future. No, not at all. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, um, if I could, I, I probably should stop. Um, uh, but it's it's it's. I think looking back on it, it just really shows that these. There's been so many lingering or backburner fears, political fears, in Hong Kongers' minds since 1997, since mm-hmm. the handover, since before that even, yeah. that that are coming true um, a lot faster than than some of us thought or expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and um, I was doing some reading on on you and the show. I understand that um, this is a work that can't be shown there um, and at the same time a, a number of the creators are using pseudonyms or, or, or participating anonymously um, what are some of the discussions that, that you all had in terms of, of uh, the folks that created the show and, and um, 
just the need to do it, despite the fact that that one has to sort of, um, you know, camouflage their identity. Yeah, so the discussion started with the national security law in Hong Kong being put in place mm-hmm. in uh, in July um, 21. I might have, what year is this? This is... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it was. I think it was 2020, wasn't it? Great. Yes, yeah. but it was July 2020. Uh, of course, we're not even at July 2021 no. yet. We, 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 we've all lost track of what year it is. You know. <laughs> yeah. So, so this all, this all, this all was um, a pretty direct uh, result from the national security law being put in place in yeah. July 2020. That in the text of the law, it very specifically uh, specifically uh, said that even foreign individuals and organizations are not exempt from the coverage of mm-hmm. that law. And um, through through some of our connections uh, in the in the activist community in Vancouver, especially here, that we are we're seeing definitely an increased amount of uh, uh, both active and passive uh, harassment or suspicious activity. Um, uh, so, and of course, in the news, we, we all hear about um, a lot of the frontline protesters and activists are, are now either in exile or have been arrested or, or just um, are basically laying low, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um, so knowing that quite a few of us still have a very strong personal or professional connection to Hong Kong and, and the surrounding areas. Uh, to protect everybody's identity, uh, we have we have decided as part of our privacy and personal safety plan on the project that most of the team uh, should um, work under a pseudonym or, an anon- or anonymously mm-hmm. um, for safety first, and then also it is also a statement to 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 show that um, even in Canada right now, twenty twenty one, half half a world away from Hong Kong and China, there are at least a dozen of of, of Canadian artists who feel the threat the need to self-censor already working on a project that they're so passionate about. Um, that's, that, 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 that kind of says a lot yeah, about the state yeah. of, of affairs um, these days. Yeah, yeah. It, it, um, it, 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 it's a frightening time. And, um, you know, I, I guess the only thing that, that um, one can do, I guess, is, is make art, and, and that's what you, you are all, all are doing. Um, this... this um, this idea of throwing eggs at a rock um, is Hong Kong's fate sealed? I mean, does one submit to the say the China's plan, if you will, or, or, or can adaptation happen? Can some sort of hybrid model uh, take place there? Well, the hybrid model that 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 I guess you're you're suggesting is is kind of what 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 the Sino-British Joint Declaration was trying to trying to facilitate in a way, right? And that obviously was ignored very blatantly in mm-hmm. the last um, five, ten years, especially. 
so I don't know. I honestly don't know. Um, how I, my view on this changes very frequently, almost day by day. It depends on what side of the bed I, I woke up on. <laughs> right, right. Sometimes, sometimes I feel, I feel utterly hopeless and helpless, uh, seeing my hometown, yeah. seeing, seeing my home that I have known and loved and missed so much, uh, being completely decimated by, by a totalitarian regime. Mm. And then some days, like you said, right? Some days this is what we can do, especially for me, at least as artists. Um, I make my art, uh, I contribute to the movement, uh, to the, to the bigger cause the way that I know how, the way that I'm capable of, and hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to take, take this marathon, um, another step, another mile ahead. And then also just realizing that it's, it's a marathon, but it's also a relay race. I might not see, I might not see the Hong Kong that I want to see again in my lifetime. Um, I've almost come to terms with that, but my job is to continue the story, to continue the memory, to to keep to keep the flame alight, as as small as it may be right now. Maybe one day, maybe two, three, five, ten, fifteen generations later, my children's children will be able to see something that resembles a finish line in the distance. That's my hope. Yeah. Well, um, I can't wait to see Yellow Objects, and I'm sure people listening to us um, uh, feel the same way because it, it just sounds like a, an important show, uh, an exhibition to, to, for one to go see it at um, the fire hall. Um, I've enjoyed speaking with you today. Um, uh, uh, I guess I should say break a leg, right? <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me, Joseph. Visit riceandbeanstheater.com and, of course, firehallartcenter.ca for uh, tickets and information. Derek Chan, join me on the line from here in Vancouver. I'm Joseph Plunder.